Welcome to the Interviewing Artists series. This podcast is dedicated to interviewing undergraduate studio art students at the University of Guelph in partnership with the Juried Art Show and Kaleidoscope magazine. My name is Emil White, and I'm one of the Juried Art Show, or Jazz, volunteers for this year's 53rd annual exhibition. Today, we're recording in Guelph, Ontario, which is situated on treaty land that is steeped in rich Indigenous history and home to many First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people today. We acknowledge the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation of the Anishinaabeg peoples on whose traditional territory we are meeting. All right, today we're being joined by none other than Emma Ongman. Welcome. Hi, Mel. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, I guess we'll just start with a simple one. You know, can you describe yourself and your practice? Like, what what are you doing at school? Uh, what kind of art classes are you taking? And uh, give us give us a peek into the life <laughs> at school of Emma Ongman. Of Emma Ongman, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Well, I'm in my last year and. I am in two majors. So one of them is studio art and the other is criminal justice and public policy. I specialized in photography throughout uh, my undergraduate degree. And the only studio I'm in currently or enrolled in, I guess, is specialized. I'm also attending photo and printmaking classes as well through specialized. But yeah, I've also taken like painting and sculpture and I even took a drawing class in 2017. Oh my gosh, that was, <laughs> feels very long ago. Wow, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. doing studio things. Yeah, and specialized right now, I'm mostly doing digital work. I have a video synthesizer and I'm making videos on my computer, just like in Final Cut and GIFs and I guess printmaking too, so print. Like my recent Savage show had digital and print. So yeah. Right on. And so, yeah, I mean, you're, you, you mentioned your, your process is kind of geared towards photography, but clearly you have interests that kind of span the whole board, right? Like you've been taking classes in all, in all areas, everything that's available. And something, I know something that I've been wanting to do, taking a fifth year eventually, like that's kind of my plan as well to just maximize my time here and, and take as much as possible, which seems like what you're doing as well. How do those other classes kind of make their way into your process or is your process kind of more specifically within the realm of uh, photography and digital media? Yeah, for sure. I think that's a great idea also to take an extra year to take all of the classes that you wish you could have taken. Uh, through, yeah, because I find that this year, I was able to make what I want to make and not so much worry about assignments and stuff. Cause like, mm. I know I'm done, you know, I got all the credits <laughs> that I need. So this is yeah. kind of just for fun, but yeah, you, your question to answer your question. I, yeah, you're right. I right now, I specialize in photo, but I never meant to specialize in photo. It just kind of happened. And I don't, I wouldn't call myself a photographer. I mean, I do take photographs, but I also, I just, uh, make things when they make sense to me so I'll make a painting or I'll make a video or I'll make take some photographs or right now I'm using the video synth because I'm a resident at, at video 
I was just going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is lots of fun and incredible to learn. Like it's equipment that is not really available at other places and they're just incredible people. But um, I'm using that for this project, but it, yeah, it's not all that I do. I just make things when it makes sense to make them, I guess. Yeah. When it calls, totally. you know, <laughs> when it, yeah, when the inspiration hits, when the medium calls for it, you're there for yeah. it. And, yeah. I don't say no awesome. to anything. Just that's, go for that, it. Yeah. That's definitely a good mentality to have, especially while you're in school, I find, you know, take, take yeah. the chances, take the risk. For sure. And there's so many smart people at school in different mediums, like different oh disciplines. God. Like, yeah. I just want to learn from all of these incredibly smart people like professors but also the technicians and other students mm -hmm. people yeah yeah I mean speaking with people that even you, you touched on it a little bit you've been um, doing in I was about to say internship but uh, a residency <laughs> at EdVideo uh, do you mind kind of describing not so much how you got that but like kind of what that entails what kind of work you're doing and the significance behind that yeah sure um, so for those of you guys who don't know what a residency is, pretty much residencies are fun art opportunities where you can learn things or use new equipment or use equipment that you already know. But pretty much you're just making art at an artist-run center or something, an institution related to the sorts. And at Video right now, they have a technical equipment residency. So there's three ongoing and one of them, which I'm using is the digital or not digital, I guess it is digital, but it's a video synthesizer. So they have analog synthesizers and a digital one that I'm using. Um, and the other two are, a 3D, they have a 3D printer. And then they also have something called like the electronics mini bar, which has just a bunch of anything you need pretty much <laughs> to create your own electronics. So like soldering equipment and like parts to solder and I don't know the terminology is, for all that stuff. Very what is well, soldering? But, uh, I don't know it either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a soldering iron is this really hot. Uh, I'm using my hands, but I guess the people can't <laughs> see. Okay, they might not have access to that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so it's like this hot tool that you can melt. Oh, gosh, I don't even know what it's called. It's like this wire looking thing that mm. when it gets hot you can kind of fuse the two things together by like yeah kind of melting the, the the point of contact yeah exactly so you can take like a raspberry pi computer and turn it into whatever kind of uh, like whatever you want to do with it like i know you can make video synthesizers using soldering equipment like it's pretty much electronic things um <laughs> Building your own electronics in a summary is what that part is for. But yeah, with the video synth, I've yeah. been <laughs> back on track. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I've back. been making videos with a synth. So essentially that means making videos without a camera with generating effects and uh, oh gosh, like different for the analog synth, there's sine wave components that you can pair with shapes and colors and more than just sine wave like there's triangle waves and square waves and stuff but a video pretty much it generates video and then you can influence it to make other kind of like it's abstract I guess is a good way to say it. it's like think of abstract painting but moving 
and also digital. So I hope. Yeah, yeah. D- well, does that give a good definition? It, I mean, you've seen. I, the I think work. so. Like I've personally seen these, and so yeah. I I already know what to what to think about. But I, I think for people who maybe haven't seen it, who should check it out, um, <laughs> I think that I think that makes sense. And uh, kind of holding on to uh, the topic of video since you, I, I, I'm curious to know like how, kind of where your, 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 what am I trying to say? The subject matter that you've been interested in, how has that kind of evolved over maybe the past year and a half, two years? Because I know that, especially since you did your digital corruption project, things kind of took off in a different direction. Is that, is that accurate? And then now introducing the video synth, is that now introducing new subject matter that you're um, finding new interest in? That's a good question. Yeah, I think generally I'm just interested in humans and humans' interactions with the things that surround them, whether that's technology or other humans or like the house that you live in or like just what you're surrounded by. And in terms of like a year ago I had one of my SD cards corrupt which started that project and lost all of my photographs and uh, it was kind of terrible at the time but also very inspirational because what we were learning in photography classes was like how photographs are photographs and they imitate things in the real world but at the end of the day what you're looking at is a photograph of an imitation of something like it's not like a photo of a meal it's or it's not a meal it's a photo of a meal kind of thing and so when that happened my sd card corrupted i was like oh my gosh these are the most photographs of photographs the corruption speaks to the construction of the image like you can see the different pixels even though it's the same information in the file it was really interesting and inspiring to me to see you know like signifiers of the creation of the image itself so that's how that got started and I mean my SD card is still corrupted I'm still putting it into my computer and every time I do put it into my computer all of the images look completely different so that's something that I am still doing even though I'm also doing the video synth and um, making new work I'm still like using that SD card to just kind of like keep a library of new images. So I'll put it into my computer and then document every screenshot, all of like what the images looks like. Cause I can't save the right. files cause they're all corrupted files. They're all corrupted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just have like a folder in my hard drive, like external hard drive that says like, I don't know, March 12th, 2021. And it'll be what all of the images on my SD card look like that day. Right. And then, right, right. Um, once I heard of Edvideo and found Edvideo and met Edvideo, I, uh, you know, like eventually started using, getting into the video synth and stuff. And it was all of the things that I loved about the corruption, but now it's moving <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like, it. it's just the same, not the same, it's a similar subject matter in terms of this is video like it's signals and it's pixels and it references itself it's not an imitation of something else taken with a camera and so that's what inspired me at first 
and I mean, still inspires me. But then as I continued to use it, I also was reading um, just different books and readings that Specialized has us do and thinking about like the common theme was like that we live in the world of the commodity. And so I got really inspired by like the technology and like our computer screens as objects in and of themselves that we use all the time that, yeah, that we use all the time, but we don't recognize that we're using them. Like we just, we get so lost into the digital, like whatever the screen imitates. What's, or, what's inside of it? What's what yeah. it's imitating? <laughs> a great way to put it. Yeah. We're, we're forgetting what it's made of. We're forgetting I, I love to remember that I'm just a dude in a room looking at a screen. I know. I, I, know, I try I know. to remember the fact that I'm actually in a three-dimensional space and that I'm I'm not like inside this imitation is such a great word that I want to keep using uh, <laughs> this imitation of whatever's on screen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely see that with the, the parallel between your video synth work and the uh, the corrupted images of just creating something that is is referencing itself and referencing its own um construction and uh material almost and it's Um, yeah it's interesting too because like you say that yeah you forget that you're this dude in the room (laughs) just sitting like using your computer but I don't know like 50 60 years ago would have never been the case I'm interested in how this invention and like the computer itself like has just completely changed our lives which is pretty crazy how because of I mean Marshall McLuhan talks about this how the new technology that is invented influences human life and human behavior so um, for example the one that I'm thinking of is how he said like you know first there humans fight with swords and then humans like ride horses and then the humans on the horses win the fight kind of thing and then humans have armor and it's just kind of like technology keeps progressing and there's different ways uh, of moving forward and it's kind of like you can't go backward once you have gone forward (laughs) and so right now it's like the point that we're in is that it's a pandemic and we're living at home and living through our screens and are able to you know communicate and live our life kind of like the pandemic didn't happen we're still in school even though it's I mean, obviously the pandemic happened and things are different and we're living at home, but like it continues in a way that couldn't have ever continued before. Absolutely. And yeah, just how much technology changes our lives and our ability to, I don't know, do whatever we got to do. (laughs) We interact with our uh, daily goings on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And in summary, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Perfect. Um, you mentioned uh, a bit of reading that you're doing. It, I was actually going to ask, like, is there any um, art reading that you've been doing lately that has uh, inspired your work or informed your work? Um, mm. Even if it's not like art reading, but just literature that you're 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 holding on to that uh, that's that's moving your your practice in a certain direction. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's I get inspired by uh, so many things, and I think reading is so <laughs> important. Imagine. Because I think, okay, I think everybody needs to be reading something because I can't just make work. I think that reading totally impacts, you know, what I wanted to do next. Because like, I'll read a sentence and it'll hit and I'll just get an idea to do something Mm -hmm. that which would have never came. But yeah, here, let me see what's on my table. 
Um, I guess, first of all, Hito Sterl's in defense of a poor image is a big one. Um, specifically the line, I'm gonna like paraphrase this. I think this is right, but it's just going, this is from memory. I think it's like, as it accelerates, it deteriorates. That was in her explanation of what a poor image is. And mm. that really hit because it's kind of like, uh, you know, as we continue to use the internet and see these images, the more that they're shared, the more that they lose their quality or like lose their, uh, I don't know, construction. Anyways, you should read it. I'll stop talking about that. And Anne, who is my, is also in Specialized, but my studio, what is it called? Studio, like partner? I don't know. She, she works in the same room as me and Alex. And she recommended I read What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains, The Shallows by Nicholas Carr. So that's a big one that has been inspiring what I've been making this semester. And also my good and wonderful friend, Scott McGovern, lent me this book uh, by Marshall McLuhan and Quentin Fiore called War and Peace in the Global Village, which mm. is where that quote of the soldiers like fighting with armors and horses right. and stuff <laughs> came from. And this yeah. is, I recommend that if you're interested in like what I was talking about before, like how technology influences our daily lives. And Marshall McLuhan is just a, was, was a big Canadian philosopher that talked about all of these issues back in the 1960s, I want to say. I think that's right. But yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, I'm kind of forgetting the name, but the the yellow one that you held up, can you, what's the name of that one again? That, that one just sounded yeah. really interesting. I, I yeah. At some point. It's called What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains, The Shallows by Nicholas Carr. I'm scared to read it, but I think that'd be a, a good, important read <laughs> to do. <laughs> um, on, on a similar related topic, uh, inspirations. Who, who inspires you when, you when you're looking around at different artists? Who, who are those people that, that get you going, that get you working? Get me fired up? Well... Yeah, fired, even if it's not directly informing <laughs> your own practice, your own work. Who gets, who gets, that's, that's not a good thing. Um, who, who inspires you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I just get inspired by people who are ambitious, I guess, is the common thread. I get, I mean, somebody that I've been thinking about a lot lately has been specifically Sarah Z, who had an installation at MoCA. I saw about this time last year right before the pandemic hit, Monica mm. Tapp's class went and visited that installation, which was just, oh my gosh, it was like this whole entire room filled with all of these different, I just Google Sarah Z Mocha. It's so hard to explain, but pretty much the room was filled with so many different objects and there's projections and there's lots going on. And it was um, incredibly inspiring because you could see, I mean, First of all, it was just a good sculpture, but also the amount of time and effort that went into that was inspiring for me. I get so inspired by everybody. I have like a bunch of newsletters that I'm subscribed to, whether it's like Eflux Journal or Hyperallergic or Akimbo and pretty much get like emails all the time of different artists making things. So that provides a lot of inspiration to me. Sabrina Rate is a digital artist working with Videosynth and some 3d rendering modeling um and yeah 
all the people around me are inspiring. Like, you know, like you inspire me. Sick. Other people in the program inspire me. No, like, I so many people. Uh, the yeah. props inspire me. Just when I see people making things. I mean, even in other art, music students inspire me and writing, you know, being yeah. surrounded by people making things, I think is so important. And one of the biggest things I'm missing from the pandemic. So I think, yeah, it's definitely, it's, I mean, although with technology, we have access to seeing people's <laughs> making and like all Instagram, you know, you can see what people are making every day. There's always new stuff, but it's, it's different. I, For sure. it can be, it can be a lot harder to feel that kind of genuine inspiration without feeling like feeling guilt for your own not making of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess I should say too, that when I say like, people around me inspire me it's what they're making but also just like being with them while they're making just having that company and seeing other in, people in person you're saying sorry yeah yeah, yeah in, in person, person or, or on zoom I guess okay. the difference between um, like seeing somebody's final work which is inspiring to me but also seeing others make like in the process of making like just makes me want to make it which is why yeah I think it's so important to have friends who are also in the arts and ambitious and it's um yeah just so encouraging to see yeah. and watch others and I mean yeah I try to be that too for other people <laughs> but I, I I have no doubt that uh <laughs> what am I I'm, tr I'm trying to say that you've definitely been that person for other people um Thanks, I, I just quartered myself with words there <laughs> that's okay um, it happens. It ha hey man, it happens. Hey man, um, yeah. On uh, on on that note, ambition, working from home. How is how is that for you? Like what what really gets you working from home? I know it's 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 tougher. I mean, you you do have access to studio space at school, which mm -hmm. I'm sure must be helpful with with specialized studio. Otherwise, though, what are what are the tips? What are the what, what are the strategies? Yeah, I working at home. I have been working for my studio a lot in Alex, so maybe I'm not the best person. Oh, I guess in the summertime before I had access, I was working on my garage. So just finding a space that, Fine. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, that you can make things and dedicating that as your making space uh, is so important. And also doing things like reading, like I said before, or talking to friends about making things. I find that if you don't do anything, then it's it's just not an inspiring place to be. It's when you're reading or it's when you're having these conversations with friends that you, something hits, like a spark happens or that you have an idea which you would have never had if you were not already thinking about art or art making. I mean, maybe, I'm, but I think you need to think about what you... I don't know want to accomplish in order to have that spark that hits throughout the day like you need to know what you're looking for and able for it to hit if that makes sense that does yeah yeah it sounds like really creating a space manifesting a space if i might yeah. say um <clears throat> that can do that excuse me that can do that for you is is extremely important um, yeah I, I definitely i definitely resonate with that and just working like I mean, working with technology allows me to be in any space, I guess, as well. So I got a new computer, which I guess, too, is something that 
I understand not everybody could do, but that has also been very helpful for this year for me. I just decided to make the investment and buy a desktop, which has been a really big game changer in terms of working from home for me. Uh, Yeah. Making, I I was thinking about this recently as well, like making those key self-investments, like looking at where you kind of want to go and then making the decision to make that extra purchase if it it means you're at a bit of a deficit now, but you know, it's going to give you that leg up in the near. Yeah. (laughs) It was a big decision because I was like, this is so expensive. I do not want to make that purchase. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what it felt like. I was like, "Uh." yeah, Yeah. but yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. Like I've made so many things that I would have never made if I didn't buy this Mm -hmm. and it's made it's worth back in so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah, you've made a ton of stuff, but is I hope that that, that was helpful. Have... Oh, yeah, yes, <laughs> no, yeah, I think so. for the people for working at home, like <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, I, it's such a complex issue. It's it's tough to make a one size fits all answer, but I think, I think everyone can agree with with needing a a dedicated space where they can switch yeah. into work mode and then switch off when they go to their bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, separating I guess... those spaces around the house is not mm-hmm. everyone can do it, and. I can't really, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's really hard. So, um, for sure. Yeah. We do have to wrap this up soon, but I, okay, I'm interested okay. to know what are, um, is there anything that you're currently working on? Uh, which of course there must be. <laughs> and, uh, if so, any, any details on that would be amazing. Um, and then yeah. are there any projects that you are most proud of? Okay. Let me answer the first one. Two part question. Yeah. Yeah. First. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, right now I have a solo exhibition on the Zavitz Gallery website called Springtime, which is what I've been working on most of this semester. And it consists of, well, there's three phones on tripods and three screen prints of contemporary computers that don't have screens, but in the phone that's mirroring them, they have screens and there's gifts that are occurring in those screens. And other than that, I've been working on a different project about like my family and specifically my dad um, and what it's like to lose a parent in the pandemic and also um, yeah about like how I was talking before like interested in humans and humans relationships to things and people and and technology but For this project specifically, I'm interested in like humans, interactions with other humans, and I'm making a, an imagined funeral for him and uh, taking images from my parents' wedding video. They're images that look like they could be from either a funeral or a wedding. So it's, it's a, like, I guess a common, like looking situation that we all know or not we all know but like common in North America I guess that it's just a whole bunch of people gathering for celebration and interested in like that human interaction and having a routine of celebration and a routine of um, like family gatherings or like noteworthy events in life and even though like a wedding and a funeral are so personal things but then everybody has them so they're not that personal so yeah you know <laughs> shared, like, shared personal I mean, experiences yeah I guess. not that everybody has them not everybody gets married and not everybody has a funeral but they're shared yeah among 
popular culture, I guess I should say. Yeah. So that's another project that I'm currently working on. And um, I mean, I have a four foot, five foot stretcher I just built in my studio that I'm, I don't know, I, I want to make a painting too. So I did that and um, I screen printed a bunch of, uh, I, you know, I, I'll just stop that and start answering the other one because I could talk <laughs> no worries, about no worries. for all of my projects. <laughs> you got a lot going much, on. I love yeah, it. there's like 20 million things happening at once in my brain at all times. I feel like I need to be working on so many different things so that I can like switch and choose between a bunch of them and mm -hmm. uh, like go back when I when something to when force I, one thing. Yeah, when I get That's, inspiration yeah. that I know what's happening next with something, I'll go work on that. And then when that like I don't I get confused about that I just switch to the other thing so I can't do one thing at a time and uh what was the other question something that I'm most proud of yeah just uh, any any one work that you are the most proud of uh at any time in your whole life oh my gosh what are you most proud of that's a big question this better I mean, be the, the thing that you're most proud of <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I mean I'm pretty proud of that exhibition that I currently have on but then I don't know. I, I'm, you know, making that's things. Such, it's a, yeah, it's a tough one. This is actually time. a tough question. <laughs> I really like those. I really loved my corrupted image light box series. That was, I made in photo four. Yeah. Um, and that was those light like boxes really, were exciting time of just like, oh my god, this is something new. Like, yeah, it was a way that I couldn't have seen. <laughs> for sure that was my first exhibition too so okay I'll I'll go with that one for sentimental it has a special place in my heart because it that. was my first exhibition and just we had a great incredible class I'm still friends with everybody it, we had six people in our class that we were together from photo one two three and four and stuck with each other the whole way so it was nice, nice. yeah I was just so proud to see like what we all were able to accomplish in those four semesters together and yeah yeah so all I'm proud of all of us for that project <laughs> not just that's so stuff. sweet <laughs> okay that. well um yeah that is that's all the time we have but thank you so much for coming on and telling us about yourself about your work your practice what inspires you all that good stuff um yeah thank you you've dropped some really crazy good knowledge some good advice and uh yeah, it's been it's been great. Uh, thank you, Emil. It's nice talking to you as always. So uh, I appreciate that. And proud of you for, you know, volunteering for jazz. That's awesome. And <laughs> hey, this is this is not <laughs> my doing these 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 <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> so thank yeah. You. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to everybody who listens to these. <laughs> yeah, I, and I was just about to get to that. Um, okay. Thank you to you guys for listening to the Interviewing Artist series. That was Emma Ongman, and uh, you can check out. Where can we check you out? What's What's the Instagram handle? For me, mine oh, is yeah. Emma Dot Janine. Emma Dot Janine. You can check her out there yeah. on Instagram. Uh, you can check us out on our website at juriedarcho.ca, as well as on uh, kaleidoscopemag.com or on Instagram at juriedartshow and kaleidoscope underscore U of G. The original music by Cam Hind. <laughs> <laughs>